Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Neely. And I'm Rachel, and we have a really fun guest today. We have Lila Sage on the podcast with us today. Lila is a hopeless romantic 20-something that lives in the Wild West, which is so cool, with her loyal companion, a sweet old blind rescue pit bull. She writes romance that feels like her favorite things, sunshine and big blue skies. When she's not writing, she's reading, usually about cowboys, hometown heroes, but when but she's been known to dabble with mob bosses, monsters, and billionaires too. I mean, who hasn't, really? You can usually <laughs> find her under her heated blanket at her favorite local bookstore or in the mountains. Um, I love that. It sounds cozy and lovely. Welcome, Lila. We're so happy you're here. We're so happy to talk to you. I'm so happy to be here. I've never had anyone like read my bio to me, and I haven't like looked at that since I wrote it, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> You're, You're like, like oh. is all of that still true? Like, yeah, all of that's still true, yes. Okay, great, um, good. <laughs> so I haven't glad. updated my bio on my website in so long that I was like, if somebody did that, they'd be like, Neely has a newborn baby named Leah. No, please. <laughs> Six and a half. You're <laughs> like, that is not true. Luckily, none of mine would be true. I've been an author for like 10 minutes, so it doesn't have long. <laughs> like, if I think about it, it's been like 10 minutes. I feel like my mood, like, I am just a moody person in general. Like, we're, we always talk about we're mood readers. Like, I think I'm just a mood everything. So, wow. like, I think my bio would change literally. Depending on your with, mood. Depending on my mood. It's so, like, somebody would read it Rachel back to me and I'd be like, sunshines and puppies. And I'd be like, well, not today. Not today. Like, I don't. Today, I, I hate sunshine and yeah. puppies. Puppies are terrible. Um, terrible. Anyway, an embarrassingly long time to write, like a very long time. Like, oh my god, it would take me to. I feel like if I had to write something about myself, I would struggle. Oh my god, that's hard. Like, bios are hard. Yeah, but you didn't even put anything in there about Twilight, and we just talked about that for like twenty minutes before we started recording. So I'm a little disappointed, to be honest. Okay, I literally like the the first draft. She's like, I love Robert Pattinson uh, and Twilight. Ooh, a lot. We love that. I for feel you. like I I enjoyed the Twilight movies, but I don't think I love them as much as you know what a I'm kind of, of hoping do. for. Okay, I'm hoping like for a so redo. We, so and no, uh, huh. no, we can't. You can't redo perfection. But I'm kind of hoping that Lila's next um, series is like a lightly disguised Twilight fanfic. <laughs> Um, I could do that. I mean, okay, great. Yeah, I. She's like, I went from. We'll, we'll talk about to that more fandom. on the. We'll talk about more on the Patreon we'll episode. Discuss that on the Patreon. Um, should <laughs> we? Should we do? Should we do yes. some one in five star moments? I would love that. Mm. Neely, you're up. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start with my one star because there's like a lot of them. Um, I can't pick one. It's been like a really crazy few days. So. Friday after we're recording this on a Tuesday, Friday after school, the kids had a birthday party to go to, which I don't love an after school birthday party, but no, it that's was like honestly a very, sounds terrible. It was, it was super low key. It was a brother and sister that like my kids are friends with. So like 
they have a girl that'll start kindergarten with Charlotte and a boy that's like Liam's best friend. And it was like very chill. It was like, like slip insides and like baby pools in the front yard. So we go over there and it was like, it had been raining during the week. It was like a little muggy and the mosquitoes were out and they were out and proud. And Mm -hmm. Charlotte who never has reactions to mosquito bite got bit by a mosquito on her eyebrow. Her whole ass eye swelled up. And I mean like the next morning she woke up, could not open her eye. It was I mean, that picture you sent me, I was like, what is happening right now? So Andrew and I are like, okay, like, it's probably not, like, it's, she'll be fine. We, she played in her soccer game. And after that, we're like, maybe, like, we should take her to urgent care. So we took her to urgent care. She one-eyed in her soccer game? (laughs) She she did great. To assist. She's a rock star. Um, She's three. To assist. She's Um, three. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. Um, So I took her to urgent care and they were like, yeah, like, that's not great. And they gave her an antibiotic and they were like, she's going to be like, it will start to get better. So we like, I drew dots around it because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. just in case the next morning it had gotten worse. And so we were like, we should take her to the ER. So I took her to the ER on Sunday morning. Oh, we were in, I was in and out of the ER in less than an hour. What? I, right. It was medical city ER was like empty Sunday morning at seven thirty. and good to know. So have your emergencies on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Apparently that's like the time. So they gave her steroids and it immediately started getting better. Um, so anyway, it's like almost 100% better now. Anyway, that was Sunday morning. Sunday afternoon, I was like, I don't feel great, Andrew. And he's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. Like, I just like, I'm like a little nauseous. Like, I'm going to just lay down. I got a violent stomach bug that lasted for 36 hours. And I straight up. It's not I funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. I, no, like. I, I would rather I have almost anything. I would rather have COVID again than have a stomach bug. Like I, same. I absolutely yeah. hate throwing up. I hate the feeling when you don't know if you're going to throw. I hate yeah. all of Ooh, it. Yeah. I hate it. It's awful. Um, and I was so useless. I did zero parenting. I was not a productive member of this house for 36 hours. I was like, Andrew, you got to like figure it out. I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Um, gave Charlotte a bath yesterday and it was all the energy I had. I took a shower and like tried to blow dry my hair and had to lay down while I did it. I literally was like laying on my floor, <laughs> blow drying my hair. Um, That's cute. And then I had to take a two hour nap to recover from showering. Yeah. But I slept 10 hours last night and I feel a lot better today. But I guess it's going around our area because like tons of people I know, like at Liam's school and at Charlotte's school, have had it recently. God, so I, I hope it know. doesn't come. Well, Charlotte, you know, had. A stomach bug. Like we went to that wedding two weekends ago, and as we were boarding our flight back oh, yeah, from the yeah, wedding, yeah. Charlotte started throwing up. But it was a yeah. week before me, so I yeah, was like, "That's weird." Is it the same? Is it a different stomach bug? Who anyway, now be? I'm just worried every other member of my family is going to get this. So yeah, yeah, I'm laughing at your five star that you wrote on our oh. on our doc. <laughs> um, okay, so my five star, I literally wrote, I was like, got my nails painted. The Cowboys are winning. I really don't know because. I could only think of one star things, but I did get my nails done today and the Cowboys are two and oh. So there's that. Um, Woo. I mean, literally um, like, it's not like I can't think of anything else good. It's just like, that's literally all that's been going on. So I can't. Those are good things. Those are, those are good things. things. So um, yeah. Things. Yeah. I'm really into this fall color too. So yeah. y'all can't see it. I'm like, I'm holding yeah, it she's up. Holding it up. Ever, <laughs> I'm like everybody who doesn't see this. It's like a. Uh, do you know what color it is? I feel like you're a uh, kind of person who knows the name of your it nail is color. OPI. I got the blues for red. <sighs> see, so. I was right. 
I would get my nails done, and they'd be people would be like, "What color is that?" I'd be like, uh, "The red. reason I know it's if I like the color, I have a note in my phone that I keep them on, so that if I want to get it again, I know." We're it's so good that we're so opposite. I love that for us. I've had that same note in my phone for eleven years, and you can see the progression mm-hmm. of the nail colors that I like and how they haven't changed because I've literally just bounced between the same like five things. Yeah. Again, that's I'm very me. Moody. That's my last yeah. few days. Yeah. Okay. My one star moment, kind of like yours, is I had COVID last week, which was horrendous. It was terrible. I would think, I do think I'd rather have COVID than the stomach bug. Should you go back um, to how you took a COVID test live? Okay. So I did take a COVID test live on a recording a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, and it came back negative. And so we're like, oh, this is great. I'm not positive. I'm not, I don't have COVID. And so then, uh, then like that, that was like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Then on that Friday, I went out to dinner with a bunch of my friends and then got home and I was like, hmm, I don't feel great. And then I woke up like dead to the world Saturday, uh, called Teladoc. I was like, I think I have a sinus infection. I already tested negative for COVID. And she was like, mm, you should test again. So then Sunday, I was like, no, let me just get my antibiotic. So I took my antibiotic for a day, uh, nothing. Usually by that point, like if it's a sinus infection, then it like cleared, has cleared up. So I then took a COVID test on Sunday morning and that thing lit up like a Christmas tree. That's like when I had COVID, it was literally like seconds. It was yeah, like as soon as the first seconds. line appeared, the second line appeared. Yeah. It was horrendous. It was terrible. I was in bed for like four days and I'm just now starting you to like so really feel better. I feel like my sickness I is I do nothing. Like I, I do not yeah. one productive thing. Rachel's over here like, I made some graphics and here's some merch I designed. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, we got a whole ass merch shop out of our, out of my COVID stint. I did. I watched like seven episodes of Beverly Hills 90210. That's what I did. I did start watching How I Met Your Mother. Oh. No, not mother. Father. I had to think about it. Um, And it was terrible. You're never going to find out who your father is. Oh, I, I know, loved it. But I, I, I was curious. It. Well, it was terrible, but it's good. It's like one of those things that's like so bad it's good. I would um, watch Hillary Duff do anything. I love her. Yeah. Unapologetically. And there was just an episode two with um two members of NSYNC. And now they're like reuniting. And like this, it was just like so serendipitous. So anyway, um, that's what I did during COVID. But then my five-star moment, and this is like has been a little bit crazy, but Neely knows I've been I know like off and on working on a book for a little while and announced it on Instagram because I was like, I need some motivation here. And it was just like the world's sweetest thing. So many people came out of the woodwork. I was really nervous because my account, Lila, you don't know this because why would you know this? But like started as like mommy blogging type thing and has like hard left turned since then um but I was like just didn't (laughs) know I know like hard left um just didn't know like what people were gonna like I'm like this is very different than why a lot of you came here but hi I'm gonna start like writing about um people banging so it's a chapter title that you posted thanks so I love that you're doing chapter titles I wanted to do chapter titles but I they were looking like fallout boy songs so I couldn't do it but but that actually would be so great you could you should do an entire (laughs) book where all of the chapter titles are fallout boy songs I 
You well, should. Wrong, but I'm like 90-ish percent sure that Colleen Hoover's first book, Slammed, all of the titles mm-hmm. were Ava Brothers songs. Oh, interesting. Oh. Which is like one of my favorite bands. And I yeah. remember reading it and being like, oh my God, I know what this is. But probably most people don't. Because at the time, especially, this was like 2012, they were like not yeah. popular. Yeah. I freaking love um, chapter titles. So I knew that that's something that needed to be. I like really unhinged chapter titles. Same. Same. Or like in the playlist, because uh, wouldn't be an episode of the podcast if I didn't it mention the playlist. Uh, it's all Taylor Swift song titles. I know that's what we needed. Taylor Swift needed, posted so. something today, and two of my friends sent it to me, and they're like, "What does this mean?" And I'm like, "Why do you think I know? I'm not one of those people on TikTok that can decipher like a Taylor Swift sentence." Okay, I don't know. You don't know all her stuff. She put. I don't know. I don't know. She'll tell us when she's ready. Tell us when she's ready. <laughs> my best friend is one of those people who's like. What, what was in the post today? This is what I think it is. And I'm like, hey. I just think she'll tell us when she's ready. Yeah. So and true. I just and will find out like, you know, a couple days later because. Right. You'll I'm find not, out from me. I'm not in the I'll loop. Post about yeah. It. I'll and find out from me late. Yeah. I love Okay. Lila, what are your one star, five star moments for the week? Okay. One star is that I haven't been sick, but I've had really bad allergies. So I have like an allergy, like asthma. No, that counts. Which yeah. is just like I, I get my allergies are so bad and they are so bad all the time. So that's great. Um, and then also my I was lifting something up in my basement the other day and I knocked over my Wi-Fi router um, and it's like broken. So like my <laughs> Wi-Fi is down. Um, I'm at my parents' house. Okay, I was like, how are you even doing this right now? Yeah, luckily my parents live close-ish, so I was just like, mom and dad, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Um, and so I came to their house, but my air conditioner is attached to my Wi-Fi. So, um, absolutely not. That's yeah. I haven't had air conditioning since like yesterday, which really sucks because it's kind of been cooling down where I live. But obviously, today it's been like ninety degrees, of course. So, of course, um, yeah. That was like the bummer. Those are like the bummers. But I've had like a lot of five star moments. So yay! It, I was just it just needed. I there some balance. To oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one of my five stars is that I got to meet my entire publishing team a few days ago. Which That's was so exciting. So at Penguin Random House and Dial Press, um, I had only ever previously like talked to my editor. So it was really nice to get to meet them and just like a very cool group of women who are excited to help me with my books. And so I'm, I was just like so serendipitous and lovely and just um, a dream come true. Like I got off of that call and immediately cried for like two hours. Oh, I love that. I was so excited. And so I absolutely loved that. Um, and another five-star moment that I've had is that I've had a couple of like foreign rights for Done and Dusted come through today. So it's going to be like wide audiences and I'm so excited. So does that mean it's going to get like translated? Is that what the foreign rights? Yeah. In a couple places. So I'm so, so, so excited. I am like living on cloud nine. All of my good things in my life have to do with Done and Dusted right now. So we're just, we're just riding that high, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Okay, Neely, what is a recent read that you've loved? Um, I read one of the longest books ever in the history of the world. Not really, um, but it was long AF. Uh I read Things We Left Behind by Lucy Score because it's a long one. I mm-hmm. have to finish it. The whole series okay. is long. Okay, I will say I loved 
I loved the first book. The second book I DNF'd because it was not great. Um, I didn't care for the character. Like, it's not that it, like the writing was great. It's just like, I don't like the people. So like, hmm. I feel like if I you're not any like, of them. interested in the people, you know, the first book is, it was one of the first books when I got into the smutty world mm-hmm. uh, that I read. Um, and then, so anyways, I'd had, the, I actually had an arc of this, but other things, you know, pod reading. Yeah. I'm a mood reader too. I'm not, I, if I'm told I have to read a certain book, I like can't read it. It's, it's like, a struggle. it's a struggle. I have to read it when I'm ready. Um, anyway, read that, loved it, loved how they wrapped it all up. It was great. It had like a little bit of suspense, which I wasn't like seeking out, but I didn't hate. Um, anyway, and I am going to start Tempt Your Fate tonight. Nice. So awake after Yes. Uh, which, oh my God, saddest story. I got an arc, but it like would not come to my Kindle. Like hmm. they kept trying to resend it. We tried all the things. It just like wouldn't, it wouldn't. Did come. you ever, well, did you get it? Obviously you got it if you're going to start yes. it tonight. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay, good. But like well, it, <laughs> it, it just like, a, it was like days. It was like, process. <laughs> it was a process. I hate that. Yeah. Well, that's my recent read that I loved was Tempt Our Fate um, by Kat Singleton, friend of the pod. Um, and friend so, of the pod, Kat. Friend yes. of the pod. We uh, read and did our first book club episode on Rewrite Our Story, and it was so good. And the teases, uh, I love when a book does this. Dun and Dustin does this too, um, where it like teases a little bit about like the next we love people. That. Yeah. I feel like and, it's, it's like a nice little, not a cliffhanger, but it's like a. Right. Um, so I was super excited for Pippa and Camden's story and it was so good. I loved it. I love um, the name Pippa so much. Yeah. I feel like we see it in books like more and I'm like, I just really love that, that name. It was Camden a perfect, would have never like, let me name one of my children Pippa. No, no, Brian would not have let me do that, but it was the perfect, like, uh, grumpy like he's kind of an asshole like I feel like sometimes grumpy happens and they're like grumpy ish but they like still like have a soft spot for her and like he kind of does that later but like at the beginning he's really just an asshole and so I love the like sometimes girls like an asshole I mean that's true I don't know I did not marry one but I assume yeah I'm like I would I would guess that yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's not, not, it's not great for us, but we do it sometimes. So, uh, Lila, what's Lila, a recent what's, read? Yeah. Um, a recent read that I loved was Soul of a Witch by Harley LaRue. I stumbled upon her, to- her soul to take, like, on its release day in 2021. It's like a paranormal demon spooky situation. Um, okay. And I loved it. I was like, oh my God, like, I, I love this book. I fucking but love a romance? Book. I, it's a romance. It's a okay. demon like romance. Um, it's darker. It's just, it's Nearly so, so freaked much out right now. fun. It is literally so fun. I like just stumbled upon it and I was like, this sounds cool. Um, and I read it and I loved it. And then I read the second one and I loved it. This one, Soul of the Witch, is the third one in the series. It's the third and the last one. And it's like, again, like witch, demon, spooky. Vibe. Is it like scary? Kinda. Like there are some parts. Yeah, that no. Like, I don't think uh, anything scary. Rachel doesn't like sad. <laughs> I don't like to be scared. I kind of love to be scared. I don't even so. like to be startled. Okay, like I just <laughs> but like scared I, like, adjacent. Love. I know. 
I don't want to be anywhere near scared. Okay. Like I have skeletons on my porch right now and I'm like, enough. It's too much. I love Halloween. Sorry. My three-year-old loves to be scared. Oh my God. My three-year-old is obsessed with Halloween. Give her a zombie. She walks around the house pretending to be a zombie and she's like, zombies. Like, (laughs) And you're like, you're startling me. She is a Halloween girly. My almost seven-year-old is such a Christmas kid that he is Santa for Halloween this year. Like, Oh, I'm going to show you. It's absolutely precious. Nobody else can see it, but yeah so anyway (laughs) we like holidays but she is like she like would hang out on the porch with the skeletons all day if we let her do these um like demon books though do they have heas yes they're like romances but they're like they're the demons end up happy that's yeah nice they're so good (laughs) they're just so good i love like harley's writing i think it's like really fun and um, I was really looking forward to this one because it's the last one in the series and it's a series that I've literally just been like following right like as it comes out. Yeah. Um, so I was really looking forward to it. Um, I don't usually read romances while I'm drafting. Mm-hmm. I usually read like thrillers or stuff that's like really You've got to be like out of the mind. Yeah. Be, yeah. And um, so I – but I will read a romance if it is like the antithesis of my romance. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like spooky demon – dark stuff Felt okay I can, yeah like I can normally get away with it while I'm writing without it like distracting me and so I finally read it this past weekend and I really been looking forward to it and it's really good and I'm really sad the series is over but I loved it are well, you the type you write of person your... oh sorry go ahead I was gonna say I was just gonna say something really dumb I was gonna say when you write your twilight fanfic you can't you're not gonna be able to read that genre it'll be sad well, for you. I was gonna say are you the type of person that like I know for me, if there's like a book that comes out and it's like the next in a series or something that I'm really enjoying, I'm almost like not afraid to read it, but it's like, I want to like savor it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, or do you like immediately when it comes out, like got to get it right now? Unfortunately for me, I have exactly zero self-control. So (laughs) I like don't, I don't have the capability to like savor things. It's not, I I wish I did, Um, (laughs) but I don't. And I was so, so, so excited to read it. So um, I put that one off for like two weeks and that was just because I was like out of town and then I read it and I was kind of afraid to read it because it's the last one and right. Like you want to love it. You want it to be good. And it was. So thank God. Ugh, yeah. That would, that would have been terrible. <laughs> Nothing terrible. is worse than when you're excited to read a book and it is not good. Yeah. Yes. And you're, like, like, so you're like all curled up and you're like, I'm in my ideal book reading situation in the books. Yeah, I was like, just like and- waiting for it. Like I was just like so ready. Right. I had like already yeah. like pre-ordered the paperback but I was reading it on my Kindle like I was like I was just I was ready and like, was, I'm invested like, yeah I loved yeah. it so much um I'm not necessarily a dark romance girly but if you throw in a demon I'm there yeah obviously if you're a demon or a vampire I'm there like so so relatable <laughs> so relatable honestly okay let's dive into the interview Lila tell us about yourself yeah I'm Lila <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's like in ready case go you didn't know from the yeah. episode title i'm yeah. lila. i'm lila i wrote done and dusted um i live in the wild west with my blind pit bull <laughs> um what if I here's my bio like, when i'm when i'm not writing you can <laughs> what if i just quoted that back to you all right give us um, your me, or, give us your second story How, how'd yeah. you end up here Um, I was a girl with access to Google and a dream. (laughs) And that's how I ended up here. Um, But 
I am from the West. I love the mountains. Um, and I've always loved to write. Uh, so that's how I ended up here is I was like making, I was like lying a lot as a kid. And my mom was like, you should turn those into stories. And I was like, good call. You're that's right. a great I'm idea. Sure. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to like, I made a mental note of that for if my kids start yeah, parenting a lot, too. I'm going to be like, <laughs> why don't you start writing those down? I think it's like a little bit. And so that's how I ended up here. But um, I published John and Dusted in June of this year. It feels like 10 years ago, but it also feels yeah. like 10 minutes ago. Um, my life has changed so drastically since then, but happy to still kind of be in my happy place, which is in the mountains in the West um, with my dog. Uh, my dog's name is Stella. You might recall that that's the name of Emmy Ryder's mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did name her mom after my dog. And no, yeah. I'm not sorry. Um, no, you shouldn't be. Yeah, because I want to like immortalize yeah. my dog. <laughs> Um, she's still alive though. Yeah, she's still alive. But okay. like, just in case, okay. Like, so I guess like a backup plan. Yeah, yeah it's like a backup plan. I so, um, but yeah, and I love Twilight and I love Diet Coke and um, things not in her bio. Things not in my bio. I love Twilight. I love Diet Coke. I'm really good at jumping on a pogo stick. I I love that. That's mm-hmm. such a random like. If anyone's ever like, what's a random fun fact about you? Lead with that. Because I can vividly remember as a kid trying so hard to do that. And like, it just ain't, it's it's never going to happen for me. I'm really good at it. And I'm really good um, at skateboarding as well, which is also like another, like, I'm really good at really random things. Um, So that's me. Um, Mostly... I read a lot and I write a lot and um, I run a lot. So my three R's. There you go. There it is. Well, we love three that. Um, okay. So why? Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was there. I was there with you. I knew. <laughs> bummer. <laughs> that was a bummer. But whatever. Oh, oh no. Funny. I get it now. Why you have I an see editor. what just happened. <laughs> I see what just happened. Uh, you know, and it's fine because I bet a lot of people miss. Oh, something weird. Well, I need to know how you got into your Uh, second hour. So, like, you, you (laughs) my Siri will just pop up on my computer, and it just did it again. My Siri does that too. Plus, um, okay, so you got into writing your second art because of your mom, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, what made you finally be like, okay, I'm gonna like write a whole ass book? Um, my brain is like a pinball machine. And so writing has like always been really helpful for me to just kind of get everything out there again, like coming back to my mom. Um, when she would ask me like what was going on at school or like how my day at school was, I was never like, it was good. I was like, guess what happened? Like, mom, you're not going to believe this. Um, just like I told her she got a rundown from 730 to 2 p.m. every day of everything. Someone bit someone. She knew. She knew who she did knew. it. She knew someone what grew happened. Up, she knew something went wrong at recess. Oh. You know, right? She was there. I, like gas and tetherball. She knew. So, um, <laughs> oh, really? Because like, when I pick up my kids from school, I get a lot of, I don't remember. I'm like, you were quite literally just inside the building. No. You were just there. I unfortunately am a bit of a chatterbox. So that's when my mom was like, can you just like start writing stuff down? Um, <laughs> a really Why don't you parent- write it and I'll read it about it later? Yeah. She's like, that's a really good parenting hack. So, I started to keep a journal, but I've actually, I think like the first like book I wrote, right? Like actual book, like long form, it has three acts. It, you know, it's got like, 
a beginning, a middle, an end, and it has kind of all of these like logistic things that your book like has to have. It was in like the seventh grade. I wrote this like really terrible like Prince Caspian ripoff with dragons. Um, I love it, and it's in my parents' basement. <laughs> and like my <laughs> like when Dun and Dusted came out, my mom like took it out and was just like crying over it. Um, <laughs> she was just so proud. So I think that's the first like book that I ever wrote but I dabbled a lot in I have like drafts of this really terrible like YA fantasy that's like the worst thing I've ever read in my life um it's really bad um I wrote a lot of like short horror essays when I was in grad Mm. school they were very reflective of what I was like (laughs) feeling in those (laughs) in those years I think so I've just always loved to write and um I had tried to query with a book that's not done and dusted um to get traditionally published for like two-ish years and it was really demoralizing and it was really hard and I got rejected a lot. So um, it was like Christmas of last year. So 2022, I was watching my favorite TV show, Friday Night Lights. Um, clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Lose, Texas Friday. Yeah. Oh, clear Eyes, yeah. Full Hearts, Can't Lose. And yeah. so Tim, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Friday Night Lights, uh, Tim land here. Yes, in Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are, or we, I am a Tim Riggins girly. Me too. 100%. I haven't watched the show. I love a man that I think I can fix. You've and never so- watched Friday Night Lights? I've never watched it. It's I so really- good. Guys, okay, so do you want to know something? So uh, a couple, so it's like you live million in Texas. years ago. That's just wrong. Okay, so I haven't, perp- okay, let me tell you. So like nine years ago, 10 years ago, I made Brian watch all of Gilmore Girls with me because I'm like, this is like, me you need to know this about me so i made him watch the whole ass series so then he was like we finish it and he's like okay friday night lights is my whole ass series that you need to watch and i'm like okay great i was in i was ready to go so he we watch episode one and you have to you have to kind of know about brian but like brian's a like he appreciates good acting. He's like theater background. Like he appreciates. Mm-hmm. So he literally put that on and he was like, we, we both cried. And then he was like, all right, that's really all I needed. I just wanted that first episode. And so we don't have to watch the rest. So I haven't watched any of it since then. You have to, I really try not to be one of those people. when somebody's like, I haven't watched this to be like, like I try not to do that. I have exactly three shows like that. Breaking bad. Cause like, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, which I don't think you have, Rachel, have you? No. I have not. Have you not, Lila? <laughs> no. Okay, like it's sm- fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everwood, which is a small town. Have you watched Everwood? No. Everwood is before our time, Neely. Oh yeah, you're both young. Um, and then How I Met Your Mother. My other is my other one. Mm. You don't like How I Met Your Mother, okay. guys. Wow. Yeah, I'm not a big, I don't like the end of how I mentioned I know it's funny because Breaking Bad is like really opposite of my personality when like you would think things that I like to watch. It's not actually what you'd think. But sorry, Andrew's like right here. Yeah. Um, uh, But um, I started watching it like right before I met Andrew and then we started watching it together. And so we watched the. Okay, wait, we got really distracted. Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. You was was that okay? So you were watching Friday Night Lights. Yes, and you were like, right. okay. And I was like, what if that kid grew up, washed his hair, got a savings account? Like, what would happen? What and would happen? Became Luke Brooks. That's literally like thousand percent. 
Yeah, that is like, I was like, because I think like we all love like a bad boy with a heart of gold and we all love like a, oh, I can fix him. I raise you. What if he fixes himself before you come home? Um, <laughs> what if that, he's already fixed? Yeah. And you what get if there. You already did the work and you don't yeah. have to do that emotional labor. We and love so it. <laughs> that is how kind what of. What if like, you're we, just grown ups and then you're just like, yeah, make it happen. Right. And so that's kind of how he like came about. And he was like the first character that I had um, in my head um, that I started to see really, really clearly. And then a couple of days later, I wrote the spring scene. That was the first scene I wrote in Done and Dusted. Um, and it didn't change very much from that first draft to what it looks like uh, in the book that you guys read. Um, and I loved that scene. And like Emmy and Luke, like neither of them had names, but they felt like so real to me. And I just, yeah. I loved that scene. And like, I knew I wanted it to kind of be my midpoint and that mm-hmm. like, right. Like I wanted it to be the turning point and I loved it. So then I just kept going. And then it was somewhere in January when I had a pretty full first draft. Um, and I was like, fuck it, let's roll. Um, and just decided to do it myself. And so that's like, literally like, it's like that day when I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, if you go back to my first like Instagram post on like Lila's page, like it's like January, like 28th or something like that. I decided to do it that day. I read that first draft and I was like, I'm going to do this. So yeah, ready to go. um, It was like a final, I'll do it myself moment. Um, So I was really proud of Done and Dusted. Writing it was the most joyous, joyous experience I've ever had in my life. Like I loved writing Done and Dusted, truly. Like I loved it so much. I love, I love that book. And so. um, We did too. We also loved Done and Dusted. Yeah. I really loved it. And I loved writing it. And I love reading it (laughs) I just like love it and I'm so proud of it and um yeah yeah, I just decided to do it myself and so I did and that's how we got here well and I love so I just was thinking about this and I didn't send this question to you so if you're like I'm not answering it then we can just cut this part out of the podcast um but I first of all Emmy is the name of my oldest child um and so this was my first experience reading a romance with my child's name in it Oh, my youngest child. Yep, you're right. It is not my <laughs> oldest child. It is my youngest child. I get them very mixed up. Um, so it's my youngest child, but spelled the same <laughs> way. She's not Clementine. That's not her actual name, but um, but Emmy. And so that was funny to read. But I loved that in the author's note at the beginning, you talked about, you were like, there's we don't have very much in common, but the thing we do have in common is the ADHD. And I think that you don't really see a lot. So then I think this is why I was thinking this, because my oldest just got diagnosed with ADHD. And my and oldest you, also has ADHD. And you see it too. and But you don't see it a lot in women or in mm-hmm. girls, right? And so I just loved that that was something that you included. Um, obviously, you had experience with it too. But I'm like, I, I just, we talk a lot about like representation on the um, podcast and how important it is, but I just, that made me really happy. So. And yes. And I mean, I don't have a lot in common, but we have that. And I was lucky and like my middle brother is, is on the autism spectrum. My oldest brother has ADHD. My dad has ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so I was lucky enough to like get diagnosed with ADHD as like a child because yeah. my mom yeah. was like looking out. And so mm-hmm. right, it was different for Emmy who got diagnosed as an adult. And I've had so many friends who've had that experience. And so my husband, it was something, right. It was something that I really wanted to write about and um, really like, <clears throat> 
in my opinion, is just really like a part of Emmy. It's like a part of every yeah. way that she thinks, right? Like every thought she has is influenced by this. And so um, I loved writing it. I loved being in Emmy's head. I'm so proud of her. She's great. Um, She's so great. So you you kind of a little bit talked about this just with like your love of Friday Night Lights, but kind of what made you, other than that, like what made you lean into the small town cowboy romance? Do you Is that something you would like to read too? Are yeah, you a I big- love cowboy romances. I love... Um, I, I'm from the sticks. So, um, I, you know, grew up around horses, grew up around, around a lot of rodeos, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So I, but I think I just like love small town romances and I think I love them because to me, it's kind of like a haunted house romance or like a haunted house book because that it's like, it plays a part in the story, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you watch Mm -hmm. like a scary movie about a haunted house, like that house is a character. Yeah. Right. And so like Meadowlark and Rebel Blue to me, like they have their own characteristics and their own and their own goals and stuff. And so I think that's what really draws me to small towns. I'm also, I'm really interested in like writing about family ties, whether it's the family we're born with or the family that we choose. And so um, I think small towns that have motivations like Rebel Blue and Meadowlark um, are really excellent backdrops for that. Kind uh, of like Stars Hollow on Gilmore Girls. Yeah, it's like its yeah. own character. Correct. Exactly. It's its own thing. And I just like love Cowboy. Um, unfortunately, most real life cowboys aren't like that, and like bull riders. We talk about this. Five we two, talk about this right? all the time. So yeah. we're both yeah. born and raised Texans, um, and it's funny. Rachel's so fun a little bit me, more country, Texan a little bit more background so than Bailey. Fun fact but... about me: I've never ridden a horse in my life. I've lived in Texas. Okay, this my is my response. Your response to never me never watching Friday I've Night Lights is my horse. response to you never riding a horse. I've never ridden a horse. Um, no. How does that happen? Now, at my fourth birthday party, we had ponies. I did ride a pony. Um, that sounds really bougie. Uh, it was not. It a sounds. Bit. <laughs> guys, I was four. Okay, was, there's a picture. Anyway, but I've never ridden a horse. Um, I'm not like super in. I'm not like a big animal person. I don't like being around it. Like I don't think I could do it. Um, I really wanted to be a vet until I realized I fainted at this. I didn't grow up with pets. Yeah, grew up around animals. Charlotte has a class bunny, and I just like that's close to a pet as my kid. No bunnies. I'm not into that kind of thing. Anyway, no, I've never ridden a horse. Uh, But we both grew up in Texas, and we talk frequently about how like. Uh, I could because we love never, a cowboy romance. We love and we love a small town romance. Yes. We love it, uh, but like a cowboy in real not. life. No, no, no. Right, like, because like a good couple or like like I made it very. I didn't want him to be a bull rider again because bull riders are like five two, and so I had like options. Mm-hmm. I was like, he can be like an actual rancher. I'm or like they really thinking the Elsie Silver books in a very I know, different now way I'm now. A little bit, yeah, I'm like, like, you, everything, everything. How tall are you? But it might be different in Canada. I don't know. But like in the West here, they're five fucking two. Like they're so small. <laughs> I have been to a rodeo. We went to the Houston rodeo once and I was like, huh. But My- like ropers and bronc riders are tall. But I was like, I'm going to, we're, we're going to be ranching. Yeah. We're going to be yeah. ranching. This, this is what we're going to do We like here. a guy who's good with his hands. Yeah. We, we do, do ladies. We, we, do. we do. The face, the face. Okay, so what? So we know you. Obviously, all of three of us love Emmy and Luke. But why do you think people fell so in love with them? Like, what do you think it is about them that just like because people like lost their minds 
Yeah. Do you think it's their um, history? Maybe. I I love this question. And when you sent it to me, I thought about it for like a long time. Um, I don't know. I really don't. Like I, because I love them. And so yeah. it makes sense to me that other people would love them too, right? Because it's not like, like I think that they're great. And so when other people like them, it's like my children. I'm like, yeah, you, as yeah. you should. You should yeah. like them. They're you great. should like them. They're awesome. Um, but I think, right, Luke has all of like these elements that we like to have in a bad boy, but But he's so he, good. He, but he's so good. And right, like he it's like the hot man went to therapy or something, right? Like yeah. he gets back and he doesn't really ex- like I mean Note to all the hot men out there listening, all one of you. Uh go to therapy. Just go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, right, like Emmy doesn't have to do any of this like emotional labor to make to like change like change this man right like everything that happens between them becomes so effortless because they you know grew into themselves while they were apart for that decade and um i think luke's a great character i think he's funny um like there are some like lines that i had written like that i wrote and i would like look back and i'd be like who are you what where did you get <laughs> that like, 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 that's that funny that's like so funny and then <laughs> um like emmy i think emmy is just kind of deeply relatable right i think mm-hmm. she's kind of like an every woman like i think all of us have maybe a bad ex all of us have a situation that like changed us right that changed our trajectory whether mm-hmm. it's big or small um i think all of us grapple with our families and our hometowns and emmy does it in a really positive way but there are lots of people out there who have really negative experiences with both of those things like i would never want to go back to my hometown but right like that's where emmy like wants to be and i think it's mm-hmm. not just luke and emmy that people fell in love with i think it's everyone and the mm-hmm. way that those people relate to luke and emmy also makes you love them yeah. Why do you guys love looking at me? <laughs> okay, so this is such this a, good is a good time to talk <laughs> about how answer. this is a good time to talk about how this is the only book that Rachel and I have read at the same time. Yeah. No, one of the two because we also read Unravel Me at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, but oh, nice back. But this was not planned. Like random I, f- I don't even know if we were talking about it, but one of us was like, "Oh, I'm reading Done and Dusted." And the other one was like, "I'm reading Done and Dusted." Same. And we had, we had talked about it before we read it because people had been sending it to us. Everybody was sending it to us, yeah. And I know, like one of my girlfriends who's like another mom at my son's school sent it to me. She's like, "Do you know anything about this book?" And I was like, "No, but I am intrigued." Um, and I was, I mean, like, we had like both of us had random people like just sending it to random. us, and I had like not been in my and we discovered romance it was era. really Lila. Lila was behind all. It was Lila the whole time. Yeah, it. she was um, sending it to us. I but I was in like, my, I was in my cowboy small town yeah. romance era. I was like tucked in nicely. Like I'd read, so I was like, I went through, and I kind of go back and forth. I'm either in my sports romance era or I'm in my cowboy mm-hmm. small town romance mm-hmm. era. I have two eras. There's just those two things. And I kind of bounce back and forth. Um, But like I had done a lot of sports and I don't even remember what book got me into small town cowboy, but I was like, well, here I am. I live here now. And I read Done and Dusted in like a day and a half. I like flew through it. And it's one of those books where I like, it was what I like to call (laughs) a, I don't talk to my children book where I'm like, you don't do things. Mommy's busy. Mommy's working. Yeah. 
Thanks. Okay, so I went to uh, I went to Nashville this summer for a girls trip, and so I was like, okay, I'm go- and I had been putting off like my cowboy romance era because I was like, I need it to be like again moody. I needed to be in the right mood, so I'd been putting it off, and I was like, I'm going to Nashville. I need to have like I need to like get my boots out, dust them off, and. <laughs> Dust them on. Look at me, like being unintentionally. Dust in my boots off. Um, and so then I was like, well, and now I've got all these people sending me this book, and so I'm gonna read it when I go to Nashville. And it was like, it literally kicked me off. I think the next like five books I read were all cowboy romances because I was like, I'm here and I'm happy about it. I'm here and I'm happy about it. And like. I it is a good say, place to be. My only complaint is that I didn't discover this book when there were already like a whole series of them because I know I would have. Right. Now we gotta wait. Now we gotta wait. I now tell you, it's kind of wait. like when you discover a TV show at the very beginning, and you just have to yeah. watch each episode like a person from the early two thousands, just one yeah. at a time, and you can't <laughs> binge the last that? series. And that's how I feel about books when I love a book and I'm like, oh, I have to wait for the next one. This is what I tell people because I, especially after Rice, Whips, and Saddle got pushed back and stuff, it's like I'm the same way. I like to, I like to, I'm a binger, I like to binge things. Mm -hmm. It's Mm kind of like, like going home when like another book comes out, right? Yeah. It's kind of like going home. You kind of like get to like go visit like old friends. Yeah. And I think that's a really, like, that is how I'm looking at it, which I think is a really good way to look at it because I'm also like, I want these babies out in the world. Like, let's roll. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm excited for people to feel like when they go back to Meadowlark in March that they're going home. Oh my it God, is March like is that. so far away. Right. It's, it's, fine. it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, so my next question or, or next question is one of my favorites. I'm really excited about it because literally <laughs> you cannot, you cannot see anything about Done and Dusted without spoil, like spoiler podcast. You've probably already seen this, but without seeing something about the whiskey scenes. So I just, <laughs> when I tell you, like, I put my book down and needed, like, I needed a minute. I just, I, okay. <laughs> I need to be in your brain. Maybe I, I don't want to be in I, your brain, we but. You to, we need you to walk us through it. Yeah, walk us through. How did you, how did you even and come did up you with that? expect every single TikTok about your book to be that? <laughs> to be about oh. spinning whiskey. Okay, oh. go. Okay. Well, first of all. I get at, like people ask me this like all the time, right? And every again, so many things that you see are all about like the whiskey scene. Did I think that was going to be my identifier? Absolutely not. Am I mad about it? Also, She's no. Like, am no. I mad about it? No, it's yeah. wonderful, yeah. and I'm here yeah. for it. Totally, like love it. But um, every time, did I ask my husband me, if he would do that? Maybe. Do okay, I even so like whiskey? Thing- not at all. I'm like, we uh, read this and I think the next time we recorded the podcast, I was like, so my husband's sober. So I'm like, I can't, I'm like, I need a whiskey alternative. Um, but I want, I will, I will, I will find non-alcoholic whiskey to recreate yeah. this scene. Well, you can have some, that's a thing. Is this it's a thing. It, it is a thing. All you need yeah. is just like a brown liquid, honestly. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what she said. Maybe. Something that burns know. a little. Um, yeah. But I, I wrote that scene under the cover of darkness. It was like three in the morning. Um, <laughs> That's that tracks. Yeah. And I don't 
and I blush every time I talk about it. Like I've talked about this scene like so many times. I've right, like I get ta- like I get tagged in it, and every time I get tagged in like the dialogue that's in there, I'm like, Jesus Christ, who wrote She's this? Like, Lila, <laughs> what the hell? You've been like, naughty. Mm-hmm. Oh, and did your so, parents read it? No, okay, absolutely not. They're banned. They are not allowed, and they are they have respected that boundary because I don't think they. Oh, that's they good. They're also blocked on my author Instagram. So um, smart. Yeah. Um, but and so are my like my brothers and my cousins and like everyone. So yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. She's I like, like I want no family support. No, yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I don't. No, thank you. They don't need to know what's going on up here. You know what I'm no. saying? So um, yeah. I wrote under the cover of darkness. I knew. The thing is, is the only spicy scenes that were planned at the beginning, like I knew there was going to be like a first one, but that one, the way that it happened wasn't planned. The morning after scene was planned and the little kind of like half a spicy scene in the epilogue was planned. Like those were the ones that like I had kind of like outlined and that I knew wanted to happen. So if it took you surprise while you, by surprise while you were reading it, it took me by surprise while I was writing it as well. Um <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know. What happened. <laughs> I literally like I, re- I was writing it. And I remember it at the beginning, like Luke, like pours whiskey and takes a shot after he sees Emmy. Cause he's like, God damn it. She's so pretty. Yeah. And so like, I remembered that that was in there. And then she wrote, then I like wrote the line, like I was thirsty and I was like, Oh, obviously yes, just been around. That is like the like logical train of thought. Like this is, this is obviously where we're going. Obviously. obviously. And so that's I went. And I, I don't regret it. I remember writing it. No shouldn't. regrets. Yeah. No regrets. yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that guy that has that tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. No regrets. No regrets. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, I remember writing it being like, okay, I'll like read this in the morning. And I remember kind of like, I don't know if I had any reactions. There are some scenes like their very first like sex scene. I remember being like, oh, this is so fun. And I think I just kind of like wrote this one like straight laced. I was just like, yeah. She's like, I wrote it. And I was like, and we're leaving it. I'm not looking back. That's what happened. We're moving forward. I woke up the next morning um, before I like went to the gym and I read it and I was like. Who is that? I was like, I don't remember. I don't remember things getting this dirty before I went. (laughs) (laughs) Going on here, Um, but I loved it and I kept it. And to me, Emmy says she's thirsty. Logical next step is for him to spit her mouth. Yeah, Luke's gonna get her a drink. And I like he used to, you know, he was like a bit of a bit of a man whore, um, Mm -hmm. bit of a player. and I had an opportunity to really play up his slutty tendencies, and I did it. Yeah. So, no regrets. We're we're not. No regrets. We don't. We don't. We don't regret it either. I love that scene, though. Yeah, I do we too. Do. I mean, same. Every, obviously, everybody does. I love so, it, and I also love the pre, like when he's like, "I had my eyes on Emmy, but not in a creepy way. Just in a, I think you're the most beautiful woman alive, sort of way." That's like my favorite line in the book. So. so good. And then the, the uh, I just love sugar. That is such a country pet name. Also it's funny so good. because in books, I really enjoy pet names. In life, yeah. I really don't. Like if a guy called me sugar, I would be uncomfy. I would be like, please don't do that. But in a book, I really like it. I probably fall to the ground. But um, 
I just yeah. like, love a pet name. Um, I do. It depends on the pet name, but I am married to somebody who is not a pet name kind of dude. So I feel like okay. I would be more like, what? What are you doing? Here's um, what's going like, to happen is Brian's going to listen to this podcast episode because he listens start to all calling of them. You sugar. And he will call me sugar. That's cute. Um, it is cute. It was also unintentional. I wrote it in that first chapter. Um, and then you're like, like glad to see your tongue is still sharp as ever, sugar. And I was like, oh, that really does just kind of roll off the tongue, doesn't it? And yeah. again, um, if there's one thing I'm good at, like one talent that I have, it's leaning in and committing <laughs> to it. And um, that's that's basically what Don and Dusted is: is me just committing to the bit. Yeah. So, so we're we're there with you. Switching gears a little bit, what has the transition been like going from indie to traditional and what made you want to go that route? I know you oh, had talked a little bit about querying before, mm-hmm. but like what kind yeah. of made you take the leap, if you will? That's such a good question. It was really overwhelming. And going trad with Done and Dusted was never my goal. Um, right. Like I fully, even when, um, my agent approached me and said, you know, I'm offering representation. I had said like, I'm not interested in, um, selling the rights to Rebel Blue. Um, like I would love to get maybe some, like, I, I would love to have it in an audiobook. So I'd love to have an audiobook deal. I'd love to maybe like have some translation rights. Um, and that was like the scope of what I was expecting. So I was like really happy and really content with being an indie. Um, mm-hmm. Being an indie author is really hard. So if you're listening to this, um, go tell your favorite indie author that you love them. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it's really, really hard work and it can be like really isolating. But yeah. that like going trad was never the goal, never the intention, never the plan. I thought maybe after I finished, you know, these, these four books, I'll try querying with something again. Um, but I'll like, you know, maybe I'll try just because it's always been a dream. And so, but I was totally content, but it was uh, my editor, um, Emma, who read Done and Dusted, um, my editor now, not the editor who did Done and Dusted, um, my editor at Tile Press who read Done and Dusted reached out to me and just had like such an intense belief in me and my stories and the people that read my stories um, that I hadn't yet experienced. Like it was so validating for me to have someone who like reads books for a living, tell me that my book was good and that I mm-hmm. had like, um, a gift that was worth sharing. And so I started like thinking about it more and my agent who is just fantastic. We had a really, really long conversation about it. You know, she was like, they're interested. I know you said you didn't want to, but like, let's talk this out. And so, you know, we weighed all of these like pros and cons. And um, ultimately I just like, I feel like the team at Dial Press, my editor, Emma, my agent, like, I feel like they just believe in me more than I've ever believed in myself. So this is probably like maybe a more deep answer than you were like looking for. No, I love it. Yeah. And so... I decided to do it when they made the offer. I decided to accept it. And um, I'm so pleased with the decision. Again, being an indie is so hard. It is like mm-hmm. so, like, I think being indie or being trad are both valid ways to practice your craft. Like, I don't think that one is better than the other. Me, as somebody who experiences like really intense, like ADHD burnout, like, I don't know mm-hmm. what would have 
happened after I wrote those four books, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if I would have needed some sort of break. Like, I don't know. Cause like done and dusted was like, I, we were working around the clock. Yeah. Like, you cranked was, that. I cranked that. Like it was, it was a really like difficult process, but obviously I loved it. I loved being so connected to my readers, connected to my community. Like I loved making stuff for it. Like I loved all of this stuff. Um, but again, like when I was doing all of that, I had like 500 followers and I get like 30 arcs, right? Like my life had just like it changed so drastically from the time that I said I was going to be an indie to the time that I got this offer. And so, um, it was a tough decision, but it's a decision I'm so pleased with. And again, I just feel like I have the most incredible people behind me who are rooting for me. And I feel like like, I don't know. It just feels so good. It feels so right. Um, Yay. And I think the rest of Rebel Blue is going to be magnificent, right? It's going to be in so many more hands than I ever could have gone into. Because I think the one drawback as a new indie is distribution. Yeah. And like, like, that's so hard to do. It, people who have been indie for a while, right? They have their ways. They have name recognition. They have all of this. But distribution is so hard. And accessibility is so hard. But now, like, Dust gets an audiobook. Like, it gets to be everywhere. Like, it gets to be everywhere. Not just on Kindle Unlimited. You can get it on Apple Books. And I don't have to be monopolized by Jeffrey Bezos. Like, it's just great. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, there's so many pros about so many this. Pros. So many and pros. And there's so many pros to being indie, too. Um, yeah. But for me, like, I imagined, like, my mom being able to walk into a bookstore and, like, see yeah. the book that I wrote and was a goner. I said, okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds sign. great. Where do you need me to sign? Right? I'm going to turn this light on really quickly. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I am obsessed. I think that's yes. one of the reasons that we got, like, this sent to us so many times. Is oh, it was the cover. The cover. Sure. The cover of the book. So tell us about your inspiration behind the covers because they – they have so many elements of a traditional romance cover, but they're so vastly different from everything that you see yes. nowadays. So talk to us about that. Yes, I love my covers and I had a very clear vision for them from the beginning, from the get-go. I was like searching high and low for a cover artist. I started looking in mid-January. Um, I and I have a cover that like got scrapped, like it got finished and I'm like it. Like I just had such a specific vision because it was very much inspired by like vintage rodeo posters from my hometown mm-hmm. mixed with yeah. kind of like this clinch situation, right? Yep. Like yep. I love like Harlequin romance novels, like Harlequin mm-hmm. cowboy romances, but I wanted that it classic clinch cover. Yes, love it. Like, but I yeah. wanted it to have like pieces of me in it, and right, like I mm-hmm. love vintage, like I love like stuff like that, and I just wanted it to look like me. And um, when it was done, and I showed it to my mom, she was like, "I would know that's your book, even if I didn't like, even if you didn't tell me that was yours, just because like it, my covers feel like me." And um, I love that. I love your mom, mom, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know we would like to have your mom on the podcast. Yeah, I'm like I'm out there because I'm literally out there. I mean, come on Chill. in. Um, but, uh, my wait, what's her name? Sheila. Oh, I think it said Sheila. Sheila. I was like, that's my mother-in-law's name, but it's Sheila. Sheila. Um, but my cover artist, Austin, I found her. She, um, her illustration, she does a lot of illustrations of like vintage looking badass women. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that it would translate really well. Of course to her name is Austin. That tracks. She's so yeah. good. She's so good. Um, but like I just thought it would translate really well to like this vision that I had in my head. And I had like this entire Google Doc like laid out for her. She was probably like, who is this girl? And like, what is she doing? <laughs> but um, 
it ended up just being just fantastic. And one like little like maybe Easter egg about the covers is that the time of day for all four um, is when the kind of moment of reconciliation takes place. So right, like done and dusted, that's sunrise. That's when Luke Brooks is doing like his like rugged Mr. Darcy thing across the dewy mm-hmm. field. And, uh-huh. um, Ada and Wes, theirs is at sunset. So like, yeah. happening at sunset. And so um, I love that. Fun. Fun little fact, but I love my covers. I'm so happy that other people love them. I had one person be like, this looks like a kid's cover. And I was like, they're literally Frenching. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> yeah, we and also, don't have to tell you. Just, just no. fast forward to the whiskey <laughs> scene. You won't be confused. I love them so much. I love so them. what has been the effect of like the Books Talk, Bookstagram community just with your book? Everything. Everything is the effect of them. Um I'm just like so like deeply humbled and deeply grateful by the fact that like people picked up my book and read it and felt like they had to tell other people about it. Um, a like, lot of, I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. That's like such a magnificent thing. And when Done and Dusted came out, like day of release day, I had like 600 followers. And so um, it just like, I don't know what happened. Like it was just like so serendipitous, like right place, right time, hopefully decent book and a really good cover that I'm proud of. And once it got started, that done invested is my little engine that could. Because let's be honest, we all judge books by their cover. Yeah. Yes, I hate when people are like, "Don't judge a book by its cover." I'm like, "Well, I, well, listen, that's not I reality." Up not read some books based on the cover. Yeah, and I I'm like, it's not realistic. Read books based on the cover. Yeah, we also should. know that. Speaking of yeah. book talk, yeah. I am very much when I say I'm a mood reader, I'm also a. I will go to book talk, type in the book, and I'm an aesthetic reader. So, like, yeah. I need. I will watch those aesthetic videos and be like, "Do I want to read this?" Do I not want to read this? And, One thing um, Don Blessed has is the vibes. Mm-hmm. It is, does. Like, it has the vibes. It has the vibes. vibes. And um, I think, especially during those first couple of weeks after release, when there was so much good happening out there, it was just so exciting. And I owe just everything to my readers. And I especially owe everything to those like 40 ARC readers who really believed in me and really just like took a chance on a no-name gal with an indie book. Like, I'm so... And we volunteer for your next book if you, like, need some ARC readers. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll volunteer. Like, it's just... I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I think it's going to be, like, tough to find people, so... Um, I'm sure. I'm sure no one's going to like, it's going to be really hard. Like, nobody's heard of me. It's it's so... Yeah. Um, But I'm just so grateful, right? Like, that's a thing. And I don't think anything could have prepared me for what happened or the attention like right like nobody knew who I was on June 5th and all of a sudden on June 15th everyone's like like I was seeing my book you know like on my personal Instagram people were picking it up and being like oh, yeah. I just read this. like I saw this right on TikTok and I was like holy shit that's me I, I wrote that I didn't realize we read it so close to when it came out yeah we really did yeah yeah I came out on it. June 6th yeah I got a look I read it like beginning of July I think yeah, I'm gonna just, find out. Good reads. Yeah. Okay. While Neely's looking, are there any tropes? Obviously, you've you've you're still writing in the done and dusted world. Uh, are there any tropes that you haven't written that you want to either like in this series or like later on that you're like one day I will write this. In general, my favorite trope in a contemporary is fake dating. That is my oh, yeah. favorite trope of all time. 
It's so good. And that's probably why I haven't written it yet because it's just like, I love I it. I also love fake so, dating. Uh, yeah. I finished the book on July 19th. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, uh, see, that's just. We were very then, early adopters. Look at we us. We were early Look adopters. I, and the thing is, is like Donna Dust has been out for three and a half months. Like it's, it's not been out in the world very long. Oh, so baby. again, I'm just, I can't. It's, it's just a wee really infant. Great. Yeah. It's so small. I'm so grateful. So humbled by just, oh, I get like emotional when I talk about it. I just like, I'm so grateful for everyone that's read it. I, I can't believe that. I also thing. love in fake dating when um, they're fake dating, but there's like a clear turning point mm-hmm. and like everyone else loves it. Dating. Also, because I think the only way I could get somebody to fall in love with me is if I force them to spend time. Relatable. Um, <laughs> so I love fake dating. I think fake dating is yeah. so fun, but I also just like love like the my favorite part of fake dating is always like the man being extremely comfortable, right? Like a hand on the thigh, like yeah, like a quick like hold hand situation, a kiss when the old, when the ex is watching. Like I, yeah. it's love the kiss when they're dating. alone. And they're fake dating. Mm. Yeah. But like we should really, practice. Have either of y'all ever known somebody that has done fake dating? Like, is that like an actual I really thing need, I need Lila. I don't know if you're dating anybody, Lila, but if you're not, I need you to go like find somebody to fake date and like report back to us on what yeah. it's like IRL. Yes, I would love to do that. The last date I okay. went on was a couple of weeks ago and it was so bad. I made the bouncer from the bar drive me home. So, uh, oh, bless. one time I went on a date that was so bad. I called my friend from a movie theater bathroom and had her pick me up and I didn't go back into the theater. As you should. As you should. Yeah. I don't have time yeah. for that. So no. I, I wish I could find someone. To no time for bad books or bad dates. No, yeah. but I love. We'll find somebody to fake date with you. Please. I'm honestly like kind of fun. Um, you yeah. see this. Like, I feel. Listen, I concur. Good time. We've read your book. Yeah. We know. Yeah. We know. Maybe you so, should lead with that. Like, read this book I wrote and, like, call me. It's <laughs> yeah. a fun conversation to have when people are like, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I write kissing books. Um, but yeah. fake dating for sure. And then also someday, someday, I don't know when, could be like 10 years from now, I would love to, this isn't a trope, but a subgenre. I would love to write a paranormal romance. Yeah, um, obviously. You can hit Rachel up Twilight that. fanfic. Yes, I would love to write like a paranormal like cowboy situation. Um, I would love it. like I would love to take paranormal romance which sometimes has like these dark elements and turn it into frolicking in the sunflower fields. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Have you read book- Ice Planet Barbarians? Of course I read it. Okay. Just drinking I am. I know, right? Right? I love Ice Planet Barbarians. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out of my drink. I'm out. Sorry. I, I have not it. read Ice Planet Barbarians, nor do I plan to, but I know. Love hearing it's about so it from you guys. So um, she knows a lot about it because <laughs> we talk about it all the time. <laughs> I read my first Ice Planet Barbarians when I was like in college, like I think my first year of college, which was almost like 10 years ago now. And I was like, yes. And then I made my roommates read it. I was like, guys. And they were like, what guys, you, you got to read this book. <laughs> my first year of college was 21 years ago. No, it wasn't. You'll yes, look it was. I'm, well, you be, look great. You look fantastic. Thanks. I'll be 40 in six months. Oh, you should definitely share your skincare routine. 
She does. Sure, it's Vintner's <laughs> daughter. That's what actually, that's what my job is. That's what I do. And like Neely actually does share her skincare routine. I, you can follow her on Instagram. We'll whore ourselves out here in a little bit. Yes. Because I was like, this, wait, what? I scowl at my computer all day. Uh, <laughs> oh, I also, I get Botox. So mm. a little here, a little mm. here. Um, yeah. My skincare routine is Botox. No, I'm kidding. Um, I still have some issues, but I do love the Botox. Start early, girls, for you. Yeah, I didn't start until I was 36. Start earlier than 36. That's well, my advice. I just advice. Make it really quick. I'm telling you, if yeah. I could go back, I would have started Botox at like 27. Um, okay, you, 27. you look good though. What? I'm 27. Lila's 27. Start Botox. You're 39 years old. I haven't, thank you. I haven't started. But the you, reason like, I, I would started, never be like you, I would never, because so that's what I'm worried about. Okay. So, okay. I'm like, I don't want to look Botox. Botox. Technically for migraines. So I get the majority of it on the top of my head, but, um, I do get it here and a little bit here. I don't get like a ton. Like it's not like all in my face. Um, yeah. but, uh, I also don't wear makeup every day and, mm-hmm. uh, no matter, I saw your post, Rachel, I cannot tell you the most uncomfortable I've been in the last couple of days is Rachel posting about how she doesn't wash her eye makeup off before she goes to bed. And I, um, I audibly gasped out loud. Everybody listening to this podcast, if you want to have good skin, never, ever, 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 I don't care how drunk you are, I don't care how sick you are, wash your damn face. Only good advice Rachel Hollis ever gave anybody. Girl, wash your face. Yeah, seriously. Okay. I'm a little um, bit chaotic if y'all haven't figured that I out yet. I was so drunk at that wedding, still did my skincare routine. I'm proud I of do you. have a very like I have a very established skincare routine because I love skincare. But when I was 27, I did not. I oh, my skincare fine. routine yeah. was go to bed with my makeup on, probably. So um, I do like skincare. I just forget to take my eye makeup off. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it's when Neutrogena started that like skin ID. I was like oh, 14, yeah. and I was like, I need that. And my mom was like, absolutely not. But then I was like doing like a lot of research on like how I could make my own skin ID by things I could buy at Walmart. And that's where it started. Do y'all, <laughs> either of you, and this is um, makeup eraser cloth uh, sponsor us. My biggest tip is, do you have a makeup eraser cloth? It's, I do. It's, it's that in water. I know. It's literally that I have in water. Oh my God. I know. Guys, I'm going to get better about it. I'm going to get, it's my, it's my, I was going to say New Year's resolution, but like it's, September. So it's, the it's my, it's your almost, uh, 20, it's your almost New Year's resolution. It's my almost New Year's resolution. It's like, it was okay. It was like, what was just happening? It was just Brian's birthday. So it's my Brian's birthday re- resolution. Okay. Anyway, any advice we're going to skip down any advice for is- aspiring authors that you write want to share? Book. Write the book. Like book. that's my advice. Because- Wash your face, write the book. <laughs> Wash your face, write the book. I think especially now and especially for indies, um, me included, it's so easy to get caught up in everything else, right? Like it's so easy to get caught up in TikTok. It's so easy to get caught up in Instagram. I love procrastinating by doing other productive things like making graphics or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, that's such a good way of phrasing it. Yes. Like I love doing that. I think that's probably my best talent. Stop doing that. I think like the best thing you can do for your book is write it. And um, for me, like. I know it's really helpful. I have, you know, author friends who really like that, like external, like motivation. And so they started like their socials or transitioned to their socials as they were writing. 
Um, my that didn't work for me. So if you're one of those people who kind of like likes to work in silence, that's okay too. And it doesn't matter when you start promoting your book as long as you start promoting it. And for yeah. me, it wasn't until right like I had a first draft. And it has gone to beta readers because like I get very overwhelmed by like external motivation. I'm so, as has been, I guess, demonstrated with Swift and Saddled, it was like really hard for me. And so um, if you're one of those people who's like, I don't know, like I don't want to start this too early or I don't want to like share this until I feel like it's ready, then don't. <laughs> it's, that's you got to okay listen to your go. gut, right? Yeah. Just like write the book. And I feel and- like we're seeing it both ways. Like I follow a lot of yeah. authors who are like, in the process of writing their first book and you see them like posting about it and then you see some well and like, like I just posted and I'm like I'm in still in the drafting process but I posted because I was like I need right. the external motivation right. and so I feel like it's some people like I'm somebody that way that too I'm somebody that like I would need it I would need that to actually finish it but Otherwise, I feel like my husband's so similar, Lila, and I don't like. I see a lot of the like ADHD um, stuff that you've talked about. Like he he's diagnosed ADHD, but uh, I see that so much in him, and we've just learned so much about it since he was diagnosed. He was a late diagnosis, um, but he works the same way, and like he's a small business owner, and he's like things have to be like perfected before for him before he can put it out or like in a place where he's like really proud of it before he can put it out in the world. And so I think it's really important to like, listen to that. Like, where are you on that, that scale? And there's no right way of doing it. Right. Absolutely not. That's the whole thing about writing books is like, there's no right way to do it. There are things that might work better, but there's no fully correct answer. And so like, yeah, write the book. And the thing is, for me, and I think this is true whether or not you're one of those people who likes that external motivation or if you're one of those people who kind of likes to work in silence for a while, is like none of anything matters if the book doesn't exist. And yeah. so just keep writing. And I also, this is like a kind of a more nitty gritty piece of advice, um, but I would say don't read anything until you're done. <laughs> Like, don't like go back and read and start editing because I do that sometimes and I edit forever. I edit for days and yeah. then it takes me so much longer to get to the end point. So now when I'm I drafting, you were going to say like other books, I was like, sucks for you, Rachel. No, I can't read anything. No, you can read whatever you want. It just yeah. depends on like you. But like I like, I done and dusted and switched and saddled. I did not even look back until I was done. Um, in the previous things that I've written, I like pause every chapter and I like go read it. Nope. I just rip, rip. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and also Rachel set a budget and follow it. Okay. Being an indie can get really expensive, and yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, that's such good advice. So it's gonna the- be my struggle because I'm like, let me, let me just, let me just spend a little bit more. I know I was the same way, but I like allocated my the most of my money for an editor and the cover, and the rest I just did myself, like interior yep. work and yep. all that. So. Yeah. Great advice. So our our last question that we ask everybody is, what is a have-to-read book you tell people about? I had an answer to this question. Okay, don't worry. I've got it. I've got it back. I've got it back. It went away for a second, but I've got it. Okay, I've got two. The first one, it's not a romance book, but it's like a book that if somebody asks for a book recommendation, it's the one where I'm like, I've got this for you. And it's The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. It's like adult summer camp parent trap vibes, but it's a thriller. And so it's a lot of fun. 
Um, okay. It's got like one of my favorite twists in like a thriller novel. And I love that book. I remember I got, I was lucky enough to get an arc of it, um, like a paper arc. And I remember like reading it and like staring at my ceiling for like six hours afterward because I was like, what the fuck just happened? What so, just happened? I was like, oh my God. And then for people that are maybe new to romance, I recommend my favorite Tessa Bailey book, which is Get Up. Um, that is my favorite Tessa Bailey. I read it in college. It like really like I haven't read that one. So good. It's an old it's an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like very classic Tessa Bailey. It's like very funny. A little I love Tessa. Very funny, very dirty. Like it's just yeah. the two things lot. that you want out of life. Yes. And then I would also maybe say Done and Dusted by Lana Sage as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We co-sign just throwing that out there. Yeah. Okay. The next thing that we do, um, one of the one of our end of episode things is we do a rapid fire this or that. So we're just gonna throw a couple things at you and you need to decide just like off the top of your head which one you want. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neely, who's going first? <laughs> we're like, oh, oh we're looking. You go first. <laughs> go. Okay. All right. Brother's best friend or best friend's brother? Brother's best friend. Ride a horse or ride a cowboy? Cowboy. Great answer. Uh, dance on a bar or dance in the kitchen? Bar. All right. Pick your praise. Good girl or look at me? <sighs> okay. Uh, look at me. Yes. <laughs> Good answer. That's a swift and saddle answer, by the way. Everyone oh. just is like a little teaser. She's like spoilies. <laughs> ideal. Ideal. Okay. Great answers. You're done. This or that. You survived. See, all right. So tameless. I know. I know. She's Me like, too. I'm stressed um, out. All right. Our review of the week this week. And then if this is you, then go ahead and send us a little DM and we'll send you some happy mail. Um, but it's really easy. It was like not feeling like typing a lot. So I just picked a short review. So this is from uh, Katie's Spicy Shelves. And it says, my new favorite podcast. Love it. I mean, thanks. We, thanks, we Katie. We love you, Katie. Uh, we appreciate yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yes, Lila, it's the time in the episode where you get to pour yourself out. So where can people find you? Okay, that's great. I love doing this. So you can find me on across like all social platforms as at author Lila Sage. Um, I would say my favorite social platform is Threads. <laughs> I am always like being just like you a really are like all over Threads. Let me just like, like I'm here it. for the truly. Threads. Yeah, <laughs> I ran a very successful. Well, it's actually One Direction and Twitter, and so Threads is like coming home. Like, well, so that. interesting. Andrew, my husband, um, who's like he's in tech, and so he always tells me like when new tech stuff comes out. And I guess Elon Musk is like floating around the idea that even to just use Twitter, you'll have to pay for it. Even to just and I like letting go of Twitter was hard for me. So Threads it's not hard is for me. like fuck you, I, Elon I, Musk. I I loved it, but I yeah I love fucking around on Threads. So that's probably where you'll truly truly. <laughs> I love the new social app that's like doesn't know what it is yet, so it's just unhinged. Yeah, exactly. Like like, that's the best. So much fun. It reminds me when Instagram started, and we all just used to post like really grainy, like filtered pictures of our coffee. It was like here's a coffee, and everyone, and we're all like, great. And you look back, and you're like, what is wrong with us? 
so good. Fun. I really so do. Good. Don't um, ever scroll back to your first Instagram picture. It's oh no, weird. I love doing that. I do that like yeah. once to six months, I think. No. I know. I love to stalk myself on social media. I'm a Leo. Yeah, so same. I'm like, oh, girl, yeah. you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you. Wow. But the, I think like the social account with like the most information, if you're wondering like what's coming next or if you want like a teaser or whatever, is probably Instagram. Um, so yeah, Instagram and threads. I am on TikTok, but it's hard. What's your, it is hard. What's your handle? At author Lila Sage. Everything, it's the same. All across the board to make it easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Unless you want to email me, then for some reason it's Lila Sage writes. I don't know. She's like, I didn't, I I mean, honestly, like, this is the most relatable thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Neely, where can we find you, Neely? (laughs) You can find me everywhere at Neelykins, except TikTok, where I'm Neely Moldovan. And if you know, you know, I'm never getting that. And in the course of this podcast, right. Neely has I had have like changed eight my TikTok, TikTok names. Like I like can't. I just like, <laughs> I'm unhinged on TikTok and then I just like can't pick a handle and stick to it. It just. Yeah. So we're back to Neely Moldavian because I'm never getting the back. Um, you can find the podcast everywhere at Smut Show Podcast. We have a Facebook group. We have a Patreon. Come subscribe. Uh, Lila is about to record some Patreon stuff. There might be spoilies. We're hoping there is. Uh, it be worth it. And yeah. um, we hang out with us on Instagram. We're there like literally all day long. We just yeah. All we do is talk to you. That's where that's where we're where uh, we are maybe one most. day we'll get a TikTok. Uh, we just need more hours. But it's just yeah. Funny. Yeah, it's a lot, y'all. We're just we're just doing this like out of the love of our hearts, so it's yes. hard to like create content for a TikTok. But and we're old, we're like hey, millennials. Fact, though, so if you auto subscribe to our podcast, where it just downloads every week, the likelihood that the longer we do this, this could be our full time job will happen. We just need yeah. So auto subscribe, and then it, like eventually, like cause and effect, we'll have a TikTok at some point. Yeah. Oh, it'll be great. That's where that's coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And you can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M Lewis. um, Just to, you know, keep it consistent. Rachel has a really, really funny video of her husband telling me what my book is about. Um, Uh, Rachel Rachel and Brian, you want to know what you'll see online? You'll see Rachel's husband all the time. You will quite literally never see my husband. Never see me. The most private human. in existence he's like my where i'm just like here to exploit my husband i'm like hey can you be funny for a second like all right ready let's go i will be funny in the privacy of my own home with no cameras or video present yes so anyway the way off topic but anyway thank you so much lila we appreciate you coming on and then if you are a patreon subscriber or if you're not you should subscribe and stick around um and well actually we're about to record and on thursday uh it'll come out and you'll be able to listen to it so thank you so much lila thank you guys Bye. bye